0: Hey, my name is Adam Yasmin. I'm your host here at Wabi Sabi, a show that ponders about life through the lens of impermanence and imperfection, all while imbibing fine teas in the traditional Gong Fu style. Uh, Gong Fu is a Chinese term loosely translated as the art of doing something well. In the tea ceremony known as Gong Fu Cha, the implication is that time, dedication, and effort will produce a profound tea experience. Quote, it's essentially a worship of the imperfect as it is a tender attempt to accomplish something possible in this impossible thing we know as life. That's my favorite quote from The Book of Tea by Okakura Kakuzo. A little about me, I am a dad uh, freelance user experience designer, musician, and tea eccentric living in LA with my partner and our three-year-old. Um, I'm not an expert on Eastern philosophies or of Japanese aesthetics. I'm just an autodidact, visually-oriented human with several modes of expression that appreciates perspectives. These interviews are conducted with a jazz-like mentality, and are all unedited and freeform. Enjoy this week's chat with my friend, model, and designer, Clarice Ford. I think she's the shit. Uh, We discuss a range of topics from routines to families to work and money over snowflake Kong oolong from white2t. So please take a listen and feel free to subscribe or not and offer feedback through a review. Thanks. (sighs) (laughs) <sighs> <laughs> you're never it's so ridiculous like even the the idea the idea behind this I've had for so long and you and even if even though I have these things and I have right. figured out how to do this <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd still I'm like wait but I don't I gotta like right. somehow <laughs> find
1: Exactly. Oh, I get
0: comfortable, oh no, I didn't put the tea out yet, that's right. not ready, this is yesterday, this is messy, <laughs> I'm fucking up, like, what is this?
1: And it's like, nope, you're nev- you'll never be ready. This yeah, is- you
0: are never, what, yeah, you, what is ready? ready
1: for- I, I don't know. The, the more I think about it, the more I laugh at myself, because I'm like, I'm never ready, ever. I'm never the person that I want to be. I'm always, like, four steps behind but i'm learning to be grateful for that cuz it keeps me like moving to strive to catch up to that person. Do
0: you consider that like do you start labeling that as like i am a procrastinator or i'm this or i'm that?
1: At first, yeah. Uh-huh. I would beat myself up about it all the time like you're lazy, you're you're not doing this efficiently mm. and then i was like i'm learning and i'm growing. Right. And this is who I want to be. Mm-hmm. And this is who I am now. So let me do the work to catch up. Right, And so, like, actually, for instance, my room is a mess. Yeah. And instead of being like, I'm going to clean my room today. I'm going to clean my room today. I'm going to clean my room today. I said, Clarice, could you clean your room by Wednesday? It's Sunday. I just need you to clean it by Wednesday.
0: That's a cool way of
1: negotiating. Yeah. And it's like, let's just start with what we have You're a busy person, and when you come home, your first instinct is not to clean your room. How about we just do it by Wednesday? Right. Until then, I I can keep my word to that, and then from there, it's like, okay, well, how about if we do it, how about the next time your room is messy, you clean it in a day? And then from there, it's like, I need you to clean it in two hours. It sounds like a,
0: yeah, it sounds like a much more reasonable...
1: Yeah, I was, making, I was making way too many unrealistic expectations for myself yeah. and then being upset when I did it to the world and then it didn't respond the way that I wanted it to.
0: Yep.
1: And I was like, well, I'm not even keeping my own word to myself, so how do I expect the world to respond to me in a timely mm. fashion?
0: It's even more interesting to interrelate those, like to make mm-hmm. a connection. <clears throat> funny. i realize the more i'm going to move around and get comfortable the more i realize these seats are going to make a cameo all the time in oh yeah you <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: got this you got this yeah
0: procrastination
1: Yeah, I used to I used to think it was like the boogeyman. Mm. And then I was like, nah.
0: Like it's the worst thing that you can do if, right. you're, if you're a procrastinator.
1: Especially when you see your friends who are like, I'm going to do this today. And then they do everything they said they were going to do. And then you feel like shit because you're like, wow, on my to-do list, I only finished one and a half things. Mm. And I really...
0: I think it's to-do lists that actually kind of freaked me out. Though I love concept-like... As a reality or as something that's pragmatic. Mm -hmm. It could be there. It helps me get the things off of my mind. It's on paper or it's on screen or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. But actually executing stuff like that, that kind of like trips me out.
1: Yeah, I had a friend who just taught me to brain dump everything. Mm -hmm. And that helps because I see everything I need to get done and I don't necessarily... confine it to the day it's like what i need to get done this month sure i need to get or this week or or this week and so then i look at it and i and then i look at the week and i'm saying i'm also let me back up i'm also just now trying to get a proper routine like of what i need to do when i first wake up and because I'm so used to working a nine-to-five. This is the first time in my life I've never had to do so. You're
0: kind of, yeah, you're sort of unmoored there.
1: Right, so I'm like, damn, I have all the time in the world and no time at yeah. the same time, which...
0: It's all, like, glass half-full, half-empty. Right. Very much.
1: And I'm excited, and also, like, what the fuck? And yeah. also, like, yeah. it's, it's a cacophony of sound. And it's a and...
0: precarious time, too, because mm-hmm. you said you... you're you're just 29
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah exactly it's like that we you know like whether you're into the astrology or not there's kind of like yeah there's a kind of a theme of these couple of years yeah that you find yourself in where it's like i don't want to say imposing self-imposing um routine but like it's gonna somehow either it's gonna find you or you you uh you motivated to create something like it yeah or like you become a parent and then and there's and then whether you want it or not there's a routine that's kind of more like in my case but
1: yeah and so for me it's realizing i think not working a nine to five made me realize my likes my dislikes My routines, my patterns, I never realized the patterns that I had with my words and my actions and how it affected other people because I was always like on the go and I would take tiny breaks to, to give and to love on other people. But now that I have more time to sit with myself, I've noticed more patterns and, and like, why do you do that? Why did, you, why did you settle for that? For example, I went to a bar the other day and I told my friend I wanted a club soda because I didn't want sugar. Right. And then when I told the guy, what type of sodas do you have? He was like, I have Pepsi or blah, 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 blah. Like all the sodas with sugar. And yeah. I was like, I'll take a ginger ale. But my friend was like, you just, you just said, said, you said you wanted, wanted club, club soda. soda. And then I was like, yeah, why did I do that? That wasn't what I wanted. Um. And so I've been really diving deep into who I am, why I do the things that I do, what am I afraid of, why am I afraid of it? And it's it's good to have this time to myself to discover those things, but I also think I'm not afraid to answer those questions anymore. Mm. Whereas before, I would sweep them under the rug and put them in the closet and... Then I realize, looking at my own family and their patterns, that when they do, when you do those things later in life, it shows up as like anxiety and um, the way that they they don't come to terms with things that have happened in their past. And when you come, when you try to acknowledge it, I realize why people get so angry and just, like, shut down immediately when they're triggered by a certain thing. And I was like, oh, I can't. I was like, I... When I realized that part of myself, I was just... I just immediately was like, you're not going to be that person. Mm. I need you to face whatever you're you're afraid of or you weren't trying to address because... By the time you're 50, I need you to have your shit together. I need you to own who you are, your mistakes and all. Mm. But what we're not going to do, Clarice, is sweep anything else under the rug. I need you to acknowledge it, give it power, or let it die. But we're not going to carry all this baggage with us.
0: When did you start consciously strategizing like that?
1: When my parents opened up our home to foster children, mm. I would say... And that so was relatively early on. Yeah, I would say I was about 10 or 11 when they started, and I was so against it. I remember, because I was the only kid left in the house, I have two older brothers, mm-hmm. and so they were off doing their thing. And I just remember my parents, when they sat me down, and they were like, we're going to have, like... Girls girls, and guys your age coming to the house because they need... The way they proposed it was they need love and they need family. And I was like, cool, I need that too. From, I, from you guys. Right, from you guys. I don't really think that needs to be shared. Right. And like, did you express that? Oh, yeah. I okay. was like, I don't want a stranger in my house. I don't know them from jump. And I was like, that is so stupid. Like, for me, I really... I didn't understand why I needed to help somebody else that probably, in my mind, I was like, they probably got themselves in trouble to get them in the position that they are in now. Right. And it wasn't until... And I thank my mom for this. She would tell me their stories. She would tell me why they were in the situations they were in before they got to the house. And
0: also why they're inviting them over.
1: And Exactly. And it humbled the heck out of me because I, I... would sit there and say, holy crap, someone my age went through that? And they're still here. Yeah. And although they may be broken and angry and searching for, a, a, searching to try to fill a void, they are still here. And their their story is so beautiful and they are so beautiful. And it really made me look at myself and my situation and the things that I have been through and the trials and tribulations that I have been through and how I'm still here and why am I still here and how did I get this far and why am I so happy and they're not. And it just really made me think about my situation and my life so differently and how I view just a stranger, thank you, walking down the street. Oh, this is so earthy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is an oolong.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. This is not a puerh. This is nice. Mm-hmm. I like this. It's, it's funny. funny. I had
0: no idea. I was like, oh, I don't know what the fuck we're going to drink. Right. But suddenly going into, as I'm hearing you start to share about this, this suddenly kind of was like, oh, this this made sense to me.
1: And it's funny, oolong is one of my favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I've never, I don't think I've ever poured you in oolong before Mm-mm. I've only poured you pours.
1: No, I'm really on it.
0: Also, but just for context, explain uh, jump.
1: Explain jump? Mm-hmm. Like and from jump?
0: Or jump, I thought jump was the uh, the program.
1: Oh no, so the program, what was the name of or the
0: what program? was How did you refer jump?
1: I, I was saying um, that I didn't know them from jump. Got it. Yeah, just, just like from the start of it, from the get-go. Got it. Um, yeah, so it really, when it once I started asking myself those questions, I really started to appreciate people, their stories, how they got to the age they were, um, and what have they faced. I think I always like that. Because when I was a kid, like when I was like seven, I would hang out with people who... Ooh. This, I had a woman in Florida who was maybe 80 years old. She lived by herself. Her husband passed away. I don't even know how we became friends. I think I just walked to her door one day. and Randomly. Randomly. Mm-hmm. And in the South, like, either people invite you in or they're like, get off right. my lawn. And right, she right. was one of the ones that just said, would you like to come in? Um every late almost every lady of the South I know will pour you will make you some tea uh-huh. and give you some food. And I would just start going to her house and just seeing how she was, asking her about her day. She would talk to me about her husband and her family. And I just realized I really it being in the moment of having my foster siblings made me realize I always loved being around people and hearing their stories. Mm. Um but it kind of ignited the love that I have for just understanding people, um, especially children within a system that don't get a certain type, the affection that they want. Um, it really made me appreciate that. But going back to that, it really just made me challenge myself every day from that point forward as to how my actions affect someone else, how my actions affect appear to someone else but more importantly how everything I do looks to me Mm. and I realized I felt there are moments I felt so lost and aloof and it wasn't until now that I truly truly started answering those questions
0: right now when you have the space as you mm-hmm. as you just pointed out cuz i
1: was like going to school playing sports going to college trying to figure out what the hell i want to do there then realizing probably shouldn't have gone to college <laughs> like it's just all of those things i you were so quick to busy ourselves so that we don't have to think about said problems
0: but also what's expected of us maybe you know whether right. it's our families or communities culturally, what's going on.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, you need to, like, uh, how many other countries, mostly European countries, or, like, island nations, Mm -hmm. like, Britain, Australia, whatnot. Almost everyone uh, who gets out of high school takes a year off there.
1: Yeah.
0: in, In whatever respective countries. And here, like, we would never... I guess societally, we would never actually um, think of doing that. That seems like it sounds, you know, like, oh, that's a really irresponsible thing to do.
1: Yeah, it, uh, we're always taught that if you're not in the now, you will fall behind. Like, for the when women have babies, you got six months, six weeks to six months off for maternity leave because. You'll be behind if you're gone longer. Um, I remember my friend took off after high school and studied abroad in South America, and I was like, oh, "It was just a, it was like, wow, you're taking a huge risk." And she wasn't. She was just doing what she needed to do to, for her. And I look at that now, and I totally respect that. And I realize, for me, I want to do that. But it's so much harder because I have so much more responsibility now, mm-hmm. and bills that need to be paid, and things mm-hmm. of that nature. That it's like I just can't up and go mm-hmm. overseas anymore. Um, yeah, so it's just really again, I'm in that space where I've just been. It's I think I've been listening to myself and my surroundings and the people. around me and also meditating for on the meditating that what I what is for me should live and what is not should not right and then that whole process has been funny because I've been praying that prayer and meditating on that for the past six months and the pruning that has happened in my life is it was shocking. It was I lost friends that I thought were like my aces and lost left jobs that I thought I needed and it was it was I I've never cried so much in a year. Like yeah. what is happening? And, yeah. But I've also never been this happy ever. Mm. For doing this type of work on myself. It was absolutely amazing.
0: It's funny to think about like quote quote unquote this type of work because it's so subjective it's mm-hmm. so personal um and yet in some ways you know it's no surprise that the people that i gravitate towards it's no surprise to me mm-hmm. that the people that i gravitate towards are doing similar types of work right. that are respective to their stories mm-hmm. Um, And yet I can't put into words like what the fuck this work is, (laughs) you know, like, it's so it's so like timeless. Yeah, it has to do with like looking back Mm -hmm. and like processing whatever childhood or like family stuff. Um, But it's also like where you are at now and what you're doing and taking stock in how society looks right. I mean, mm-hmm. even throwing these words out about it now, it just sounds kind of um, construed and ridiculous, but, uh, I, I, there are a few moments when I can, this is, this is a funny moment, like in this context, in this mm-hmm. sort of enemy setting, like I like, I like this idea, but I, now I'm like, okay, I want to change, how these things are set up. I feel right. like I need to see your face right. better. It's kind of, const- it's like kind of blocked and, and, or I can, we can stop now and I can like readjust, but do we really want to, we're kind of in a flow and like all these little thoughts that to me are also related to how I been approaching my process over how many years? <laughs> I feel right. like I've been doing whatever work I've been doing for longer than I realize, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, it's just funny to like take a moment to like objectively try and speak to it or speak about it not speak to it but yeah uh, how, how being here mm-hmm. in LA um, and going through this this year in particular that you're you're talking about how is that how has it been relating back to family, like back home?
1: Wow. Um, It's funny that you say that because I just got off the phone with one of my favorite people. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's... Living here has taught me how to... This is a loaded question that I'm trying to figure out where to start. Um, I would say living here... And has taught me how to call a spade a spade. And when that relates back to my family, there are times where I feel that as a family we did not call ourselves in, not right. call each other out, because I don't I don't really believe in that. Right. I don't want anybody to ever feel like they're isolated or doing something alone. But um, I realized that in my family, we were not we were so quick to talk about someone's deficit behind their back but not willing to talk to them and and if we did, the person would never accept the information or just take it in and think about it because I don't believe your family should ever put you in a position to make you feel less than, which I don't ever think is the person's our goal is to make you feel like shit. I just think they notice something that they're trying to acknowledge. But our family never... We would never own up to it. Very few moments we would. And when we did, the change was significant. Like praying for people who were going through huge transformations. And they would get through it. And um, I notice here that I... Would see something, but never call it in with myself and with my environment. I I never started to question it until this year, till the I would say the past six months leading up to where I am now. Right. And I've been so grateful because I'm like, oh, that's what that is. Let me. Why? Why are you? Why am I doing this? Like Clarice is, is that right for you is this person right for you is this job right for you what do you what do you want to be doing how much time are you putting into this are you investing are you nurturing are you planting the right seeds okay the seed is planted let it be don't dig it up to see its process let it be and I just realized how that related into my me growing up as a child and and uh I've just learned to rest. Like the article about the year of the pig, mm-hmm. I've just learned that there are moments where I just need to be sitting on my ass and resting, mm-hmm. um, not worrying about what the spring is going to bring or what's going to happen this winter. Although those planning ahead is great, but there are moments where you just need to be, mm. and that is okay. Um, that's exactly where I'm at now, and it's hard that just just sitting with yourself sometimes is hard but i'm finding the beauty in like i was saying earlier taking the time to understand who i am because if i don't understand who i am i will fall for anything right what about you
0: wow um Yeah, that process for me never never stops. Mm-hmm. You know, I could definitely relate to that process. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um I too would say that I'm I I've become I've noticed in the last, I guess I've noticed since becoming a dad Mm -hmm. and being hypersensitive to where I may potentially, potentially, (laughs) (laughs) where I may potentially, um, spend too much energy. Mm -hmm. Like if it's for a gig or for a job or a role that I like actually don't want to fucking do. Right. What I really want to do is to stay nearby and to be available. And this is, you know, this is me again, just to, Mm -hmm. just to talk about my sort of never ending self work and processing stuff. I say that because growing up, um, my dad was never, I noticed my dad was never around. Mm -hmm. He would actually disappear for either days potentially weeks doing we don't know what um which then ultimately led to like a terrible divorce Mm -hmm. and then like a full-on like estrangement alienation for like a decade like between for me it was between 12 and 22 so how that's manifested for me in like a deep patterning as a new parent is like I want to stay close by. I don't want to disappear. Mm-hmm. And even it, and for me, I've I've sort of complicated the notion of disappearing with working a full time job in fucking mm-hmm. Playa del Rey or right. Venice or something, which compared to here, might as well be across the galaxy. <laughs> yes. So um so it's been really precarious for me. Um but I'm also like feeling like I'm getting a lot more comfortable in the storm of it. Right. Not in like a ha-ha, like nothing can happen (laughs) to me. Right, right, right. Not not at all like that, but just... And I can choose to flip my shit about this right now and be terrified. And there are moments, don't get me wrong, there are moments where I am. But it's more about like, I'm going to... you know it's just going to sound i'm 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 th- i feel like i'm thinking out loud where i'm like this is going to sound a little cliche if mm-hmm. i say i'm going to surrender to it and trust that things will work out and that i will be close by and still be a partner mm-hmm. that's able to show up and a dad that's able to show up to my three-year-old daughter and 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 this and that and that and this <laughs> right. and, and play all these roles that you realize subconsciously you know like are are there but having said no to so many not not job offers but just mm-hmm. like sort of mm, as a as a designer and being a part of these like what they call talent farms or mm-hmm. like recruiter agencies um when you sign up with them and you tell them like your skill set and like you and they have your um your resume and 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 you tell them the type of jobs you'd be interested in doing Mm -hmm. they'll send they'll email you like maybe every day like oh here's a gig in Torrance right for six it's a freelance gig but it's six months long and it's gonna be on site and and here are all the Mm -hmm. things that we need and it's like you know my almost my first you know nine and a half out of ten emails like that i'm like no i don't want to go to Torrance. I don't, and now it's even it's even deeper than that. It's like I don't want I I ethically mm-hmm. can't work for so and so company because I don't want to to basically have to like shit on my own ethos or ethics Right. just so I can survive. Right, and so it's a it's a really strange um, phase of existence right now where it's like i'm I'm putting out the things that I want to put out into the world, and I'm trying to do it in not like a i'm being self conscious and I'm not doing it in like a desperate kind of way desperate right. in the sense of like I need to work and collaborate with people and so i want and I'm here and I'm available and mm-hmm. I'm like really available and I'm really <laughs>
1: available and I'm
0: really available
1: <laughs> right
0: and so to be able to be a little more conscientious of that and yet at the same time fine tune my kind of methods of interest and expression. And like i had been thinking about something like this for over a year and to finally just stop being mystified about it and just buy the fucking microphones and have right. them not show up. But then then show up and buy these stands and just do just kind of like, you know, not to not to make it sound so like chopping block, mm-hmm. but just. Just make a small risk, a small like you know, hundred dollar <laughs> yeah. risk of like, let's just see what happens if I do this, and to and to have that be the kind of stone that I throw in the proverbial pond and see what kind of ripple effect that, that causes that
1: creates. I would say I'm in the same boat that I'm. Um, that is that is again how you're saying you attract people who are going through the same shit. It's seriously the same for me. I one thing from my family growing up is that they i wanted to do karate. Oh no no no. Karate is that's not Christian. Uh we don't do that. Right. Who I could have been a five-time black belt yeah. champion. Like what if I just tried it and yeah. even moving here that's that was my thought process. My parents are like, "Well, what if an earthquake what if what if what if, what if that doesn't happen though? Yeah. Is what I really had to start asking myself. Yeah. What if you go out here and you make yourself a household name? What if you go out here and you fail? What if you go out here and you are exactly the person that you wanted to be? You'll never know unless you take that small risk and ask yourself that one question and just see where it goes. Moving here the first year was a shit show, and then the second year was like, "Oh, you thought you were doing better? Ha!" And it, it just—I right. lost more money than I made in a month over like a, a person trying to move in and scam me. And oh shit! Yeah, it was one one of those things where I was like, "I think I'm gonna die." Like it was—I I never experienced such sadness, but here I am, having pat grown past that, and I would have never experienced this level of de- independency from my family had I not done that and was I afraid to move out here of course but I needed to know that I could do so I could be independent from my family I could make my own choices because that was something too that really bothered me was I was always told what I needed to do and who I was supposed to be which then was that feeling of aloofness and just stupidity even though I knew I was really smart I just was like oh well I shouldn't do karate then I shouldn't I shouldn't wear that shirt that I like so much because my mom said it looks stupid like it's I realized like no own your shit like if you like that it don't matter if your best friend thinks that it's weird Or your mom thinks that it's weird or whatever. Wear it. You never know what can happen. Like, what can happen from your actions. If you really believe that what you're doing and the actions that you're creating and what you're throwing in the pond is, it feeds your soul. It makes you happy. I realize, like, even the people closest to you, sometimes you just need to mute them and just keep it moving. Hmm. If that makes sense, yeah,
0: or at least f- muting them or filtering how you receive their feedback, Yes. or even their support, yeah I've been I feel like I've been hearing a lot of like you should cut out the people that don't support you,
1: mm-hmm, oh it's yeah, like, I
0: actually want like critique, I right. want feedback, and I want feedback that isn't so you know it's not going to be fucking care bears all the time
1: mm-hmm. um yeah i've heard too like um you should you shouldn't have people that don't understand or don't make the type of money that you make telling you what to do and although i do agree with that to a degree i also Sometimes they ask, they're the people that you want to reach. So them telling you something can spark or ignite the next best thing that can happen to you. And so I do take things with a grain of salt, good or bad, because I never know where they're going to lead me. But at the end of the day, it's really what feels right to me. Mm. Is where I what I have to say is like, and if I start to feel sad, I ask myself, "Why are you going here?" Mm. I'm not telling you not to be here, but what, what, and what was just said made you like retract and like feel sad and go into this place, or why are you so happy? Especially in, if things aren't going right, why are you so happy? Mm. Because those are when you start to dive deep, you really start to understand what makes you tick and the what motivates you. And then I can I can address those things and celebrate those things. Yeah. Which I'm still learning because sometimes I'm like, I think you're might you might be crazy. <laughs> the, the things that make me happy. I had someone tell me off. It was a job I wanted to quit. And when it came time to quitting, it just ended horribly. It did not end in any way that I thought it should.
0: Right. So you imagine it should end a different way.
1: Right. And so when it did end, I remember calling one of my, my mentors here. Just like boo-hoo sobbing, Like, yeah. they just called me all type of the names. Yeah. I can't believe. And then I start laughing because then I'm like, but I'm so happy it's done. I'm so relieved this needed to happen. This was a band-aid that ripped off. But I can't believe they said that. It was just this moment of what the fuck is happening? But it needed it all. Those emotions I was exploring on multiple levels. I was just like, okay, this needs to happen. But if anybody were to see this, They would be like, okay, I think she's, she's cracked. But I didn't. It was just.
0: Ooh, yeah.
1: It was just some things I, they needed to be exposed and they came to a head and the pimple was popped. And that balance of pressure and relief is what I was feeling. Or release too. And the
0: importance of release That's a really, that's a mind fuck right there. The importance of (laughs) release and yet still thinking that people may see me and think I may be having a psychotic break or like I've snapped or something. Yeah. And how taboo that is in our society. People showing emotions. But it's okay for a kid to show emotions because that's totally what toddlers do, Mm -hmm. but it's not what grown people do but then when they do do that then you like whip out your phones and you like film like people having like being real yeah in a subway or on the street or something like that or like road rage mm-hmm. <clears throat> Well,
1: oh yeah and the thing is i always tell myself and my i speak to my mom a lot and my kids remind me that i have not changed in certain ways when it comes to my emotions yeah but I, but me versus a kid, I under, I'm trying to understand where said emotions came from, what triggered them, what ignited. I can ask those questions Whereas as a kid, they just feel them and they do them. They right. don't question it. They're like, you didn't give me what I wanted. I'm going to scream until you give me what I wanted. Mm. And w- the way that translates with um, adults is the same for me, I, I start to see that toddler in everybody and I'm like, what's going on with you that is causing this temp- temper tantrum? Yeah. And like, let's address it versus like, oh, something's wrong with that person. I'm going to now cut them out of my life. Mm. I'm always just like, no, 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 no. Something's happening with you right now. I I don't think I'm the person to help you, but I need you to know I see it. I acknowledge it. I'm not the one who's going to answer it. But, like, you're okay. You're not not crazy. You're feeling your feels. But, like, I want you to know you need to address this. Mm. Because I see the two-year-old who's having a temper tantrum and kicking on the floor because they're not getting what they want. And I realize, like, we are all just really, really, really big kids in some ways when it comes to that.
0: Yeah. Just like the baby in the White House. Huh?
1: <laughs> the biggest one.
0: Well, not even a baby. I mean that that guy is just it's it, I mean that yeah. I don't even want to, I don't even really want to go into that realm. Right.
1: we not we don't have to
0: but um it's funny to see like it's it's even weird to say like oh he's being a baby. Which is offensive to babies.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want to <laughs>
0: offend babies. But, and Or offend, like, yeah, like, people having feelings. But... but yeah. Having... And what hits home, you know, close to home for me is having... Been, like, being someone, being an adult child of, like, having estranged myself from my mother mm-hmm. now for two years. Because for the longest time, I thought, okay, we're either dealing with, either we're just totally, we're crazy, Mm -hmm. I'm crazy, uh, or something is actually really wrong uh, on her end and Mm -hmm. she won't acknowledge that or address it, even especially if I suggest that she should address it. And either I'm dealing with a full-blown narcissist Mm -hmm. or bipolar or something. And then I learned about BPD or borderline personality disorder, mm-hmm. and that helped me frame how I see my mother and how I can relate to her. And even in this current phase of relating to her by way of a full-blown estrangement, which gives me a lot of me and my family mm-hmm. a lot of peace of mind right now, and ho- and harboring a hope that that may change. Anyway, the reason why that I'm connecting this is mm-hmm. like watching the narcissist in chief. Um, feed off of whatever mm-hmm. attention that he's either getting or generating. It's just like, yeah, I know, I know, I know other narcissists who are, you know, I don't want to say my mom is like Donald Trump. That's not the way I'm, I'm saying it. But, <laughs> right. But
1: you, It hits, it hits close to yeah, home. Yeah, you start to, when I start to see those commonalities within people, I'm like, what healing have you not resolved or what sense like form of healing have you not resolved and it just again because I totally agree it is offensive to babies to be like you're, you're act, you're being a, a baby yeah. right you're being a baby or you having a tem- but I just noticed the connection like this is no different than a temper tantrum of, of a child it's, yeah and and I can't I'm not going to treat it differently yeah with Even when I do it, I'm like, what was that? And I don't make myself feel bad about it. And that's the thing. I don't ever try to make someone feel bad about it. Of course, we get emotional and we're like, you hurt my feelings. Yeah. But to then go beyond that and to call my, my call myself out of my name or call someone else out of their name, I f- I'm starting to realize it's unnecessary. Mm. Because at the end of the day, that helps neither of us get get through what we need to. So when it goes back to me not cleaning my room within a timely manner, me calling myself a procrastinator is not going to help the situation. Right. So therefore, what do you need to do? What process do I need to go through in order to, if the goal is to clean my room, all right, we need to get this done, can you do it by Wednesday? And then once that becomes my pattern, all right, great, can you do it in a day? Can you then do it in two hours can you then just do it as quick as possible i just realized that there's a sense of training that i have to put myself through in order to be the person that i want to be but to sit up there and be like you're stupid you're slow you're falling behind though i don't need that energy why yeah and then you start to attract that energy and then you're wondering why everybody, so why else, everybody is else is starting. right so i was like if I, if i want to be the person i need to be i have to start calling myself yeah a winner and you're not a procrastinator and you're just you're learning you're growing mm. you're doing better so now i don't take that from anybody else who then's like oh you're a procrastinator no i'm not i'm learning how to be a better time manager like to have better time management mm-hmm. but what i'm not as a procrastinator and so when i see that with other people i just Gently, like, why do you think you say that? And where do you think that comes from? And how do you think you can um, help yourself get out of that? Here's what I think. Just stop calling yourself that. Right. (laughs) Maybe that'll help.
0: (laughs) I wonder, is this something I've actually been thinking about asking you for a while? Mm -hmm. As someone who... I observe
1: mm-hmm.
0: and this is just subjectively observing as someone who has multi talents or has multiple modes of expression, mm-hmm. how do you experience that in in the world you know it's like if someone asks you that cliche like so what do you do or what are you doing or what do you do for work or what do you do for money? how do you how do you, not that like, not like what's your response, but just how, mm-hmm. how do you dial that in?
1: I would say before I would tell that person what they wanted to hear.
0: Mm. So, depending on the person? Yeah,
1: depending on the person, depending on the room I was in, um, I would tell them exactly what they wanted to hear. So, if you asked me that last year, I would say, oh, I am a. Um, aspiring model and actress, and even my voice would change, and I'd be like, What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> um, I would say, I'm an aspiring model and actress, and I'm also thinking of going to school to get my master's in psychology or in social work so that I can then help students within or children within the foster care system from the age of 13 to 25. And people will be like, Wow, that is amazing! You are doing God's work. And, you. it sounds like you have a lot on your plate, which then became overwhelming when I started hearing that because I was like, holy crap, I am doing all this stuff. And I would have mentors being like, so where are you starting? What are you doing? How are you going to do that? And then I would start questioning my own path because, yes, I do. I do already do all of these things. I am already this person, but I started doubting who that person was. And so I think my response now... Is is a little more to what I, let me. I think my response now is more along the lines of, um, I model and act, and with that extra time, I'm allowed to um, give and love in ways I've always wanted to. Mm. And how that looks is. My love for children, especially children who have not received the love that they think they deserve, um, I'm able to show them how to love themselves and also heal their wounds because I feel that healing, learning how to self-heal, something that we already do subconsciously, like our bodies do it when we fall down, we heal ourselves, I think, but on a mental level, we forget that we can do that as well. Um, that is that is what I do. I try to help people understand that they can heal themselves as hard as that may sound. Um, yeah, so that is one of the things that I do. And I'm always growing. So that answer will always be changing yeah. at the same time. Yeah. But right now, that's what it is. It's like, yes, I do this to make money. But the back end is I want to help people, in a sense, get over themselves and get over their own hurdles so that everybody can walk outside and be like I am the shit and and everybody's like yes you are. That mm-hmm. is really my goal. I want everybody to be so proud of who they are.
0: Where do you think that comes from? Does it come from, does it speak to the experience of being at home and your parents saying we're bringing we're bringing these kids in? Does yes. it speak to earlier to that after that?
1: I would say it speaks it speaks to me Mm -hmm. it speaks to the people that I see every day Mm -hmm. it speaks to I nanny also so it speaks to the love and affection that I give the kids that I watch Mm -hmm. Um, letting them know the world that they're growing up in and how firmly planted they're going to have to be for themselves in order to to obtain the things that they want to tame. I've just learned for myself, my foundation has to be solid and deep. Um, And once once I realized that, I was like, oh yeah, it's my experiences and also finding that sense of healing has allowed me to see that I don't think I'm the only one who needs this. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Um, And so I find joy in reminding myself that I'm the shit. Mm -hmm. I really feel that to some capacity, however that person would like to say it, they Mm -hmm. also need to know that they too are amazing Mm -hmm. and loved and are seen. Mm -hmm. And I find, especially in the black community, that is important um, because there aren't many there aren't many things or people telling us that we, and I, I, we see it because we are amazing. Like what people of color have invented and just done is amazing, but we're not always giving credit for that. And I'm, I've been okay with being like, I know I did that. Mm-hmm. I know that's all me. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell me that. and right. just walking, not walking away from the situation, but just walking into rooms being like, you already know who I am. I don't have to say it. Mm. And there's just a, and it's funny because I've had people express that to me, even when I forget that I'm, I'm putting that energy out. I've had people be like, who are you? Because you are someone of importance. And when you think of someone of importance, like you're like, I'm not, I'm not Oprah. I'm not Beyonce. I'm Mm -hmm. not Obama. I'm not any of these people, but I'm like, but I do agree with you. I am someone of importance, and so are you. Mm-hmm. And so um, that is my like life's mission, is to make people realize that, be, to to get to that, mental- that level of mentality, like, I am someone of importance, and I do have something to bring to the table, even if I do not know that yet. I do not know what that thing is yet.
0: Yeah. It's like, to me, it sounds like the way I receive that, it's like, it sounds like not necessarily a, a position of power, mm-hmm. but just really a position of like calm, grounded and like just clarity. Yes. It's like a position of clarity. Yeah. Because it, to me, I hear that and it speaks to, yeah, having grown up and being told what you should or shouldn't do mm-hmm. or a society telling you you should or shouldn't, you know, you should be should become a parent or you should get married or you should buy a house and all that stuff
1: yeah you have to wear a skirt you can't wear pants like you can't love the person that you love you can't go outside looking like this because you naturally don't look like that none of that makes sense to me and it never had i remember seeing homeless people when i was a kid and just saying i wish funny enough i wish that they could have my home Mm. so it's funny that when i then opened up my home to foster children and siblings I and was you're like,
0: feeling, yeah, you're feeling different. I yeah, mean, I was yeah. like,
1: no. But that was when I was a kid. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. I want it. So it's it's just funny how I look back at those things and see how they came full circle, mm-hmm. and how at first I was like, no, but I wasn't listening, and that's another thing. I really wasn't listening.
0: No one can really teach us that. I feel like no. we can only learn that with time.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I'm experience. And I meditated on that, too, because I I think I kept asking myself, why is this happening? How did I not know? And then I just asked to listen. I asked permission for myself to listen. Mm. And once I started doing that, I think that's when the self-actualization started happening and the questioning and realizing that what I had asked for, I actually was receiving and Mm. the energy that I was putting out was actually being reciprocated. And that's when I realized, like, I need to change the way I think about myself. And I started to see then the ripple effect in the stones that I was casting and what was coming back to me started mm-hmm. to also shift. Mm-hmm. Which then I, again, cried oh so much. Realized, and I would tell people, I'm going through a pruning process and people will be like, "Oh, dang, that's deep." And I I still didn't realize what that was, nah. but I just I felt that that was about to happen because I started I asked to listen first, and that's what I got. And then I asked, "Okay, well, let's weed at the same time cuz I also then felt what's not for me is about to get pulled and picked and pruned." And so now I'm like, Okay, now I'm in that state like we talked about. I'm I need to rest because I just went through a lot, and and next year is a
0: whole new year. And oh yeah, it's a whole new twelve year cycle and all that yeah. stuff.
1: And so I was like, oh, okay, you and just coming to terms with that and being happy about that, and it's, and I've just seen a shift even within, like I said, the past six months, and I know the next six months I'll see another shift. So it's been a beautiful experience that I am very proud of myself to have gone through because I think I could have very easily shut down Mm. and just been like, this is my life now. And just stopped growing and stunted my own growth.
0: Mm. That awareness of Mm self-sabotage or the potential for Mm self-sabotage. Yeah, like it's... (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that gets very real as you keep going
1: what do you think um, you've done to get out of that cycle of self-sabotage or what are you doing now to combat that
0: well I feel like I have a leg up on it because I've you know I've on one hand cut the 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 source of toxicity in my mm-hmm. life which was which was my mother <clears throat> and also like consciously partnered up with someone who whom I care deeply for and who challenges me you know i mm-hmm. i never I, I always knew that I was never signing up for like a walk in the park mm-hmm. you know that things things relationships are work friendships are work
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know and case in point is similar like what you said in the beginning people have faded away and some people are like there to the end right. and i know who those people are and yet i don't know absolutely that those people are going to be there but right. i have i have my intuition and so and really my leg up right now is is being being a partner and a parent because i give myself less time to (laughs) hamster wheel because i'm good at hamster wheeling right i've been good at hamster wheeling i feel like my 20s was just basically a series of hamster wheeling oh
1: i know that all too Uh, well
0: I don't want to pursue anything academic. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to college. I want to go to music school. I did nine months of music school. No, fuck music school. <laughs> right. It's terrible. It's all a big dick contest. Like not interested. Like um, I've I've refined <laughs> I've refined my process of of saying no to things. Not because I'm a negative person or a cynical person, but right. because they just re- I really know I'm not going to be in there you know so and um um finding the finding the the power the power It's not the right way of saying <laughs> that just finding the comfort and the discomfort in embracing the things that are happening mm-hmm. and also Again, like finding the the chutzpah to, like, <laughs> to throw the stone in the pond and right. be like, "This is not. This is what I'm doing now. This is one of the things that I'm doing. You know, this show is one of the things I want to do. Right. You know, I've been wanting to. I've been a. i have been I was a bassist, a working bassist for for years. I. I.
1: I, don't even, I never. You, do never. Do I know. And it's like. <laughs> and I've
0: been. Not that I've been closeted about it. Right. I just. I literally had no time mm-hmm. to try and do it. And. So, like, that's, I'm bringing that back out again. Like, yeah. I got my first bass amp in, like, five, six years. So, it's, like, I just, it's, like, it's, like, me. And I was talking about this with my friend Jason, you know, in, in the last conversation. The way I'm trying to make peace with my, sort of, multi-potential, mm-hmm. multi-talent, multi-modes of expression is to try and unify everything. Right. In the way that it's going to work Not I think it's going to work this way But just Mm -hmm. if I just get it all Together somehow And find the ways in which I can Sort of plot it out Over the course of a week Mm -hmm. or a month You know I can plan to like play music for an hour On this day Or like do this talk on this day Mm -hmm. And then go pick up You know my daughter at preschool And then It's like there was a time when I would I would like fear like figuring out how to do all the things mm-hmm. and then there's like well you just you just kind of throw all the toys out on the floor and then you're going to start building the shit exactly kind of, um... <laughs> and i want to keep talking and i do have to go to preschool
1: <laughs> <laughs> no I, I totally understand yeah. well, this has been a great experience because even through talking things out, I've noticed um, new patterns that I hadn't ever really talked myself through. So I do thank you for that mm-hmm. and asking the questions that you did. It was, this is really, really great.
0: Yay. And I can't wait for like the next one. Just, yeah. Like, th- thinking about other opportunities to like mm-hmm. speak. Yeah, and share and learn, or tell a story or share a thing that happened mm-hmm. or and do it like either in this room or like in a park or in another context. I even want to try like getting like um, a mic that I can hook up to the phone or something and we could like walk, go yeah. on a walk around the lake or something and see how that works.
1: Yeah, that would be great.
0: You know, because I feel like in the whole spirit of like, I still don't know why I chose the name Wabi Sabi. Because mm-hmm. not that I even have a strong grasp of the concept.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like I, I get it internally or like my gut response is like, Oh, I love like aesthetically. I love symmetry just as much as I love asymmetry mm-hmm. or like this notion of perfection versus imperfection. So the very fact that I called it Wabi Sabi is like, Oh, I don't know what the fuck to call it. So right. I'm just going to put that there right. as a placeholder. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my worry, I think, in the beginning was, like, I want to talk to everyone about everything, mm-hmm. whether you're a parent or not a parent, or you're a musician or not a musician or an entrepreneur or not an entrepreneur, all these things. I want. I don't want any subject to be, like, far out right. or, like, find myself, because all the shows that I like are, like, we talk about, mm. hmm, or, like, you know, um, the show about... um what have you? I right. now for some reason I can't think about the it. show about money or the show about this, but yeah, yeah, but to talk about everything, but maybe the touch point can be the wishy-washiness mm-hmm. of everything, which is how I wabi understand wabi sabi.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because that's how I understood it. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're gonna talk about like a goulash of things. Oh, yeah, This exactly. is gonna be great, and that's how I explained it to um, a friend of mine who I, she was like, what are you gonna do today? And I was like, I'm gonna go my friend's podcast and we're going to talk about life and the good and the bad over tea and she was like wow that sounds amazing I was like it is because we already have those conversations every time we meet So, (laughs) so I was like I'm really looking forward to this and my friend was like I think that's exactly where you need to be